0: me at my lowest moment. Uh,
1: That's the way the best way to do it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Sitting here all dour and stuff. Just pissed off. I went to the Mac store earlier today because, like, you know, I was I had, I had a little oh. bit of free time before we recorded. I was off today. So I was, like, waltzing over to Apple because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, off air, you know, you and I, you we were just talking about your internet. And recently yeah. – you Man know, shit. it's also been my computer because of the power of editing. All these people who are listening to this never know some of the stuff the that we're going through, the pain that we're going through. Sometimes I even edit out the bits where sometimes I feel like we're going to leave. I'm going to leave in the conversations of us complaining about your internet and my computer. But, you know, I, I edit them out and the people at home don't know what really goes on behind the scenes,
1: <laughs> Behind closed doors. They don't,
0: they don't need to know that. Mm. They don't need to know the Goldie Hawn is looking like my proper Goldie Hawn now. You know, like, she's properly she's looking, looking like, like Goldie, Goldie Hawn now.
3: <laughs> you know, bits are falling she off. She used to and, be 80 Goldie yeah. Hawn. Now it's just, like, <laughs> a bit rough. <laughs>
0: she's still beautiful, but, like, you know, she she's in she the She can't do everything she, she a, used to. She yeah. needs a facelift, let's just
1: say. You need to... <laughs> Sorry. You need to get a... Kate Hudson. Kate <laughs> Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a new MacBook, and I'm
3: going to call it Kate
0: Hudson. That will be the best
3: thing ever. <laughs> and you have to like, explain this joke every I time. I'm
0: from Jesus Christo to Cody on <laughs> to Kate Hudson. It's Kate Hudson. <laughs> Brilliant. Welcome to the Parcho Cinecast. Cinecast. The uh, Brett Crump's Collective and the Prince Charles Cinema. This is your host, Jonathan Foster, and I am here today with
1: my
3: I got a golden ticket, boy.
1: <laughs> Man. Not bad. I didn't know where you were going to go with yeah, that. Yeah, you didn't know. I thought you were going to say action, boy.
3: Yeah.
1: Little movie, boy.
0: My little, uh, please, please kill this kid, boy. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah.
1: God, that's Dennis kid. the Menace
0: all over again. It here, feels here. like
1: Dennis the Menace feels like Hocus Pocus. It feels like all those movies. Yeah. You know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just like, it's always the same kind. That 90s, like... It's, 90, it's 1993, kid. dude. I'm sorry Yeah, you it, I'm know, I'm we're knee-deep. Yeah. I thought we were done with 93. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, Phil, how are
1: you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? How, how am I doing? Am all right? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm, uh... Yeah, I'm alright. I mean, I'm... In, I'm it, I'm sore. Sore. I'm very sore. I've spent the last two days trimming a hedge. <laughs> <laughs> Not a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> just literally, we've got a big hedge in front of our window. Yeah. And it's just it's really tall and it like blocks a lot of the sunlight that we can get in. So we got a electric. We rented out an electric thing, yeah. and it's really difficult. It's like really <laughs> hard on your arms. because it's like I'm just on a stepladder, like. Do, like controlling this like really heavy thing and it's like vibrating yeah. and I'm, I'm all cut up from all the branches and did, shit did you get
0: and down and just be like fuck it's not even and then you have to go and then before you know it it's a like you cut the whole fucking tree down
1: yeah a few <laughs> times because it's like we started at the wall so at least that gave me a line but then once yeah. I was around the corner it just, I kept doing this it kept just going up and then I'd look back and be like oh fuck that's what going. a string's
0: for bro put a string there keep your line that-
1: well, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Well, see, this is, this is, I guess this is growing up. <laughs> I guess this is growing dude!
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to see how many times I can reference that song.
0: Well, that's like why like kids need fathers in their lives, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that why I had yeah, some trouble yeah. trimming the hedge because my father yeah. was, like distant when I was growing up?
0: Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of that, like, you know, obviously last week's episode, well, the week before last, and then, uh, you know, we're getting into it this week as well. And, you know, kids just needing dads and stuff, you know, and the lives will be a little...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to finish the talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't, because, like, I was also listening to, like, this uh last podcast on the left uh episodes about like fred fred and rosemary west or whatever oh and it was just like no 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 not like you know some kids need to get away from their fathers (laughs) (laughs) fucking horrible people
1: so how have you been how's your how's your week been
0: yeah man i'm all right dude i was like yeah sorry to everyone who uh thought they were getting this episode you know last week but you're not, and you're getting it this week instead. <laughs> and you didn't. But uh, you, you know, you got, you got change for life, and that would have been coming in like literally two, I think, two weeks from now, anyway, or three mm, weeks from at now. The end of the
1: like cause yeah. we were
0: literally going to put it in there and take a week off anyway. But I decided to call an audible and do it early because, uh, yeah, I've just been playing some gigs. I had like uh, two gigs in back-to-back weeks, plus just trying to work and then edit podcasts and all sorts of stuff so uh, a lot of early mornings and stuff and then i was also trying to work on some music and yeah i was just fucking tired dude i was just like man i need to Mm
3: -hmm. need to take the
0: week off so i don't have to worry about like prepping that's that's the main thing sometimes is like the prepping and the editing i mean the recordings a it's it's a blast it's blissful it's a good time it's a good laugh but uh the whole like Prepping an episode and then editing an episode, and sometimes Mm. you know we're doing like two or three episodes, you know, a week, you know, because we're trying to like pad things out or do some bonus stuff. So you know, because we got that Patreon over there, I don't know if people know about that. That's what that was last week. It was a Patreon thing. Uh, It was a good big old boss episode. Shout out to our boy Manish who did Chain for Life, and then also Manish requested another one that just went out in the feed this past week as well for uh, Walk Hard. Uh, it's out there on patreon.com forward slash the PCC Podcast. Available for all backers for as low as one stinking dollar a month. You could pay one dollar or one pound, whatever, and l- go in for a whole month and just like blast through almost everything that's there. Bonus, and then get rid of it if you wanted to. Uh, and you you could do have that. Listen to everything already, <laughs> you know. So it's it's like you know. I'm thinking on levels here, you know I just want your pound, just that one measly
1: pound, just Just give on. me that pound, <laughs> no, give me your joking. money
0: There's, It's a tight <laughs> time, so I get it, uh, just as we always say, enjoy these episodes for free on the main timeline if, you, uh, if you're listening to it here and uh, sometimes we'll pop out, you know, like we did last week, one of those episodes that's from Patreon, onto the main timeline, so we could take a week off but yeah, anyway, I had a couple of fun gigs. I played South End last week, and it's funny. We're doing an episode um, after we record this. That's another bonus episode about someone who was in South End. I mean, it's just it was just like meant to be. Just non-stop, you know? just
1: meant to nonstop. be.
0: Can't get away from South End. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but anyway, we, no matter how hard we try?
0: Speaking about, you know, can't get away from stuff. You know, we made our way out of that stranglehold that was uh, 1993. You know, yeah, we did it, it. Had it on this that podcast quite a the last long couple evening. months. You know. Yeah. It, it, you know, Phil, it's on to new ventures. It's uh, time to get back to the basics. It's time for us to fall back in love with cinema. We are a podcast that uh, is uh, we we both work at the cinema and we talk about movies. And now we're going to be talking about movies uh, that are about cinemas and stuff. So, it's like, <laughs> we're getting a bit meta here. A um, bit
1: meta. We're going in. We're, this is what you wanted. You know, it's
0: time, Phil, for a 1990. 1990- Whoa. This says 1993 movie. <sighs> I thought we were done with that. I thought the 19- we were done. Oh, shit. Well, wait, well, Phil, I guess it's, uh, it's time for the Philiversary! Meet a boy named Phil, born in
2: 93, time to celebrate Philiversary. He and John are gonna take the cast to a time way, way back in the past. Phil, Phil, Philiversary, keeping it together just as best as he can. Phil, Philiversary, he's trying-
0: Last week we cross-dressed as geriatric housekeepers in order to gain access to my cat after my wife kicked us out of the house for working on a jigsaw puzzle without her. uh, She'll get that joke. And now this week, we gone school! We gone to movies after we got gifted a pair of magical tickets from a creepy projectionist. Jamie? Like... Yeah, you know, sounds like something Jamie. Jamie would do. Yeah. Um, not the listener, Jamie, the projection.
3: <laughs> yeah. And what movie, Phil? Did we go see? We saw the Last Action Hero. No, Jamie. <laughs> no, Danny. Danny. I, I get can down, be your father, if you want me to, Danny. <laughs> I want to die.
2: Negotiations with the madman known as the Ripper have totally broken down, and there is no word on the hostages. Clear the Take cover. Police have surrounded the ground floor, and the SWAT teams are moving into position. Oh my God! They're shooting at us! Get down! down. And and the well, the gun situation gun. is out, out of control. control. The police word are completely The special hostage, hostage negotiator has been no, called in, but what they need down here is an armed division. And this is complete yeah. insanity. I've never Clear seen it. Right now, there's a truck directly in the line of fire hunting. This may be the hostage negotiator police we're talking about. It's Slater! You may remember Detective Slater from an earlier story. He is notorious in police circles for his unusual tactics at... Don't even think it, Slater! You hear me? Nonetheless, Slater is known throughout the city as someone who gets the job done. Now you go in there, and it's your birth!
3: Sorry, not yet. Come back later. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Last action hero. The big ticket for 93. Ten-year-old,
0: I mean, this motherfucker's not ten. Ten Ten-year-old Danny Madigan, (laughs) played by Austin O'Brien, takes comfort in watching action movies featuring the indestructible Los Angeles cop Jack Slater, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Late one night. When granted early admission to see the latest Jack Slater film and after being given a magic ticket by the theater projectionist Nick, played by Robert Prosky, back here again uh, from last week, (laughs) uh, Danny is sucked into the screen and bonds with Slater. But when the evil villain from the latest Jack Slater film, Benedict, played by Charles Dance, dies, oh. Gets his yeah,
1: up twice this week? <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> he gets his no hands thing. on the ticket and enters the real world. Danny and Jack must follow and stop him. It's the 1993 meta action comedy written by Shane Black and David Arno and directed by John McTiernan. Hot takes. Oh still, shit! Here we go. Hot takes out the gate. Last act. <gasps>
1: We were meant to be doing fire in the projection booth and it's still fiddleversary.
0: Oh yeah. That's what the, I forgot what the season was going to be called. (laughs) Fire in the projection booth.
1: Yeah. Boom. There There we we go. go. Drop it. Perfect. Um, Last action hero. I dug this movie a lot. (laughs) Actually. It's a fun. I think you could dude. I think you could rip this movie apart and like, I I expect people to. Yeah. And like, it's not even like, I remember liking this as a kid. But I didn't, I really didn't remember much of it. So I wasn't even, I wasn't even like nostalgia. Mm. I just, I just remember it really capturing my imagination. And it kind of did the same thing. It really worked in this kind of smart, funny spoof. Yeah. And you've got like a totally game Arnie who's like using his persona, you know, to great effect here. You've got John McTiernan who's like, a fucking great action director. Mm. He's got like Predator and Die Hard under his belt at this point. And like, so even when he's making fun of the genre, he can't help, but still deliver like a really good set piece. Yeah. You know, like this. So it works as an action movie. It works as a comedy. Works as a spoof. I mean, it's a bit, maybe it's a bit half baked. It feels a bit unfinished. It feels a bit like a lot of it, like is not explained or bothered to like, really like explore but like it hits all the beats fairly well for me like especially because you reminded me of the bit at the end where the guy comes back and they redo that whole roof spot
0: yeah and i was just like that was
1: really good and that was actually really (laughs) surprising and that all that was done really well but then like yeah you just i guess when you get into the actual like Questioning of like what is this fucking ticket and how did it work and like and what's the whole thing with death at the end it feels so yeah, random yeah, like yeah, yeah. it feels Look like a
0: little bit of this
1: good because like I want some explanation yeah. but like I feel like cut half now I feel like there's a tighter than even there's a really great movie in here and I still I yeah. thought it was I thought it was great I had a really good time I would recommend it I think it really like a weird. Really weird movie for Arnie, for everyone involved, for the '90s. It's a bit mm. ahead of its time. It's not yeah. quite hitting. You know, I f- think people have grown to appreciate this one over time. Mm. But like, it's Definitely always one is. of those. It's always one of those kind of been buried with Arnie like lesser stuff. But I think it's great. I think it's up there. I think it's really fun. It really, it really, it just works for me. Like everything from just like visually, like I love. Going from like a decrepit theater to like always sunny California to always rainy New York, like
2: yeah, yeah and then
1: yeah. hitting doing all the catchphrases, they're funny. All the stock characters really loved the lieutenant. Like every bit of it had done what well. the string of cameo and fucking Danny DeVito, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one one day or two. Yeah. But like just it was yeah. great. It was just it was really really fun, and I'm I was glad because I was worried it would it wouldn't hold up or wouldn't have aged quite well. But I think there's something, there's some really interesting shit in there Mm. and some really good ideas. They're not all, I think explored enough or like even executed well, but like the ideas are strong enough to carry Mm. the whole movie through. And Arnie is great. Arnie playing both his best types of roles.
2: Yeah. I think playing the
1: classic action man go in, destroy everybody and, like, nothing touching him, right? And then the other side is, like, the fish out of water, sort of sweet, innocent muscle man from, yeah. like, twins.
0: Who's figured out, like, hey, I'm not a real person and this is the real world and, yeah.
1: It's, it's just like- such a funny thing for Arnie to be questioning himself like that. And to be fighting himself at one point, you know, like it it just really goes for it. Those bits at the premiere
0: too, where you have like Maria Shriver, who's just like, please don't talk about the fucking restaurant again. That's like, it's so embarrassing.
1: (laughs) And he's like, are you not uh, Planet Hollywood? Hollywood. I swear it ends (laughs) on the roof of planet Hollywood.
0: You can see planet Hollywood in the distance as well. Exactly.
1: Um, But yeah, no, I, I, Dug it at finding yep. him out. How did you find it?
0: I mean, like I this is one of these films that like I absolutely loved as a kid. Like mm. like wholeheartedly loved. Like it was uh I don't know when I saw it originally. I mean it was really early on and you know, obviously always really liked, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger films and stuff. And uh it was just kind of a classic of that time. Like, you know, there was elements to it that like were because, like, for a kid, the idea of oh. this is just amazing. Like, you could just go into the film and hang out with the action star. And it's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, the kid, the kid himself, Austin O'Brien, he's, like, sometimes okay, sometimes horrible. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you get from kids of this era. Like, and they, again, going in. are trying to yeah. do this, like, sort of, and I'll get into it, but it feels like they were trying to do this Home loan thing where we are getting, like, a, like kind of a cute blonde kid he's aged up a little bit but still it's just like
1: yeah because you have to shoot people
0: yeah rain. it's it's it which sh- i'll get into all that shit but like you know he will he had a weird moment of time as well so it was like seeing him is funny because i remember like that same year there was this film called pre-hysteria that came out i don't know if you've heard of this film but it's like a no, weird heard fucking movie i think possibly from the same company that did the the Puppet Master films, maybe. I mean, I could be wrong about that. Full Moon Features like had done this like prehistoria film, in, and then there was like this fucking weird like movie about this family who whose dog like s- somehow steals this like bag of dinosaur eggs. And like Oh no, hatch- it's a dinosaur movie? Yeah, it, in '93. <laughs> and also there was another film called this is the
1: third so far.
0: We're back. In 93, where it was like a dinosaur like cartoon film with like John Goodman was the voice of uh one of the dinosaurs in that. So it was just like, dude, there was so many fucking dinosaur things back then. Cause this is like land before time was also coming out in these this yeah, era yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, this uh this film was about these little teeny dinosaurs that like hatched all these eggs and they were like micro dinosaurs and it was just like this weird I mean like I was watching the trailer like uh yesterday when I was prepping for this and I was just like dude this is like so early 90s and this kid was in it so it was like you know when you get fed bullshit like with <laughs> these kids in these films and they're like oh this time when you're a little kid and that's like geared right towards you you start to have like more in an affinity for these people and these films and all that sort of stuff. And you remember, and then like, you know, a couple of years later, he like replaced, uh, you know, you want to go back to, to home alone. Fucking Macaulay Culkin got, you know, killed in my girl, right? Like the best fucking death ever. Like the little boy just getting stung to sung by bees.
1: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> His glasses. He and he's <laughs>
1: everybody you yeah. so
0: this kid comes in he's a little bit older like maybe 14 and he the swoops replacement. in as a replacement but he's like cooler nah, and he's like he's not nah a nerd fine. and he he hooks up with uh, Veda and he's not allergic to bees yeah he's not allergic to bees she's like man he's my like, last boyfriend was like you know allergic to bees and he's sitting there like you know tattooing it like her name and her <laughs> arm with a <the> bee stinger <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah no like um
0: what a they time
1: made three dude they made three of these pre-hysteria movies mm. franchise yeah f- there
0: we go new franchise right there brother i mean like i was sitting there editing the like m night Shyamalan uh episode like the unbreakable episode that i've been promising for like a month now and it's finally going to be coming out like <laughs> this week but like dude i i was having a blast with it and i'm just like man we need to watch more just bullshit like Like, cause that's, uh, that's the shit. Maybe like pre would be a laugh. It'd be a proper good time.
1: Mm. We have another one in that you've been trying to get me to do for a while. That's still not clean. It involved water and fighting. (laughs) Oh (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. We need to do more bullshit. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like Arnie, Arnie, like going, you know, into a meta action film. Like this is kind
1: of bullshit. Yeah, no, this too is too good to be I'm
0: bullshit. <laughs> to be honest, like I was watching this with Julia, and Julia was fucking hating this movie, like totally oh, not really? paying attention and stuff. And I was fucking with her the whole time because I was just like, "Well, how are you gonna like get into it if you're just looking at your phone the whole time?" She was like, "Man, shut up. <laughs> like this is not good." <laughs> There's nothing and to I get was into. Just like, man, no, nah, I I get it. I get it. Like, if people don't like this film, but like everything that she hated about it, I love.
1: You know, it's one of those <laughs> movies you can walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back and not miss anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those movies. I mean, it it did get
0: some, like, complaints, I think, back in the day for being a little bit too long. And you sort of brought that up as well. And I I agree. I feel like if you're in the cinema, though, if you were watching this at the Prince Charles, we showed it a few years back on 70mm, funny enough. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, like, if you're sitting there watching that, like, in 70, I can imagine, like, you'll just have a fine time but maybe there should be like uh hey you're streaming this on netflix cut let's part down a little bit because it, it kind of yeah, gets a little bit like a little bit long but uh it, you long, know it's, it's fun dude like it's a good laugh for me like i love how mm. it is totally just take the piss out of like action films it's over the top in a way that like is like stuff that you would have seen in a lot of these action films, but also you could tell that it's a like a lot of Arnie movies of as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, yeah, there's, there's, uh, Charles dance is like with that eyeball. It's Like, yeah, creepy.
1: Incre- and then Tom fucking really Noonan
0: is a nightmare out. in this film. Like as the Ripper. Oh That's oh, that the level. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. Really yes. Terrifying, those guys dude. are, br-
0: <laughs> we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about like, fucking christopher lloyd being like one of the like sticky bandits or whatever but nah dude, <laughs> yeah <it's> yeah like,
1: <laughs> oh these two these two those are r- twin brothers man like yeah, yeah i don't know what the fuck He's is so wrong with these people creepy. no he terrified i remember it terrifying me as a kid and it's like that's something that like doesn't work about the movie i don't it doesn't bother me mm-hmm. like, and it's just part of the ride but like yeah. it just tonally all over the place. Cause yes, it does jump yes. around like that yeah. where it's like, this shit's really dark actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah And then yeah, like yeah. that bit's quite cynical and then it can, and then it tries to do some more sentimental stuff and then it's just a big dumb action movie. And then it's actually quite satirical and yeah. funny. And it's just, for me, it's all part of the, the weirdness of last action here. That's what's good about it. Yeah. That, that it's just yeah, a yeah, yeah. weird fucking sort of, thrown together mess of ideas but like totally <laughs> for me it works but again maybe just because i find it fun and i like arnie yeah and so i like arnie going through the motions and like hitting all of his tropes and then sort of breaking out of it it's like watching a McBain movie
2: yes you know yes, they
1: do you know the two days from retirement there's stuff like that in there yeah. you know and him just content got a pun for every kill
2: yeah
1: and it's just always funny Just always, every time it got me. It's
0: very funny though, because I'll get into it. But like you know, the McBain thing,
1: obviously. And
0: don't. I'm I'm not really sure when the Simpsons started McBain, like when that joke sort of started. But like,
1: not sure. This film,
0: as I'll get into, like the guys who wrote it originally were influenced by the Simpsons and the fact of like them being able to take the piss out of everything, um, (laughs) but like lovingly take the piss out of everything. So they were like, oh, let's do that sort of idea with like, you know, a parody of the action genre. But then like it flipped around because at the end of the day, this film was kind of seen as a flop, which we sort of touched on. And it's really funny because it like made about the same amount of money as Demolition Man made. But Demolition Man was actually, like, kind of seen as a success, whereas this film was seen as, like, you know, a complete failure. So, it's kind mm. of funny, like, but I'll get into it. There's more to it, and you'll
3: find out why. Uh, it's very know kind know why of
1: one was... Well, we story. know why one wasn't a success and one wasn't... Was yeah, because they're fucking
3: Jesse the Body Ventura. Get the fuck out of you. here. You there come is. back later. It's <laughs> too right, early. Back. Um, <laughs>
0: but, yeah... Uh, Yeah, like, there was, was, uh, you know, there's a lot going on here, but it it was kind of funny how, like, they were influenced by The Simpsons, and then at the flip side of it, The Simpsons end up making fun of this film with the McBain joke, like, you know, where they're like, oh, McBain, you're like last you know i really like you but your last movie sucks he's like yeah those problems with the writing all the way from the beginning he's he like yeah, yeah, yeah golden ticket my ass <laughs> like <you know>. <laughs> 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 yeah this film i before i get into the you know meat and potatoes of this episode i have to say that like from the get-go the first time you fucking see him and the way they shoot it with the whole like you know, this kid's at the fucking movie theater. He's watching, you know, Slater three because the fourth one and he has no yet. But like, when he steps out of the car, it's just like, dude, fuck yes! Like Arnold Schwarzenegger boot, has never looked cooler in a this movie. Is this is like Arnie. the coolest he's ever looked. Like the Jack Slater outfit is awesome. He looks amazing. Yeah.
1: My brother had a figure, had a little toy of Arnie in the in the yeah. Uh, movie and I just thought it'd the coolest it. yeah. fucking outfit and I love that joke later because they don't really comment on it when he changes his clothes and his closet is <laughs> just full of the same exact outfit <laughs> yeah. that's brilliant just blue jeans red shirt yeah. the brown like bomber jacket yeah. and the cowboy boots
0: they're fucking- all like at the top and he's got all of his yeah, guns exactly. he's like going in and yeah. shooting like, in the- fucking how'd you know someone was in there he's like was always someone Night in there. It,
1: <laughs> it's a nightmare build.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well last action hero like i said it was uh written by shane black and david Arno, but the uh original version of this film was actually developed by screenwriters adam leff and zach penn the latter of which would be the very successful screenwriter who worked on the likes of like X2, and I think X-Men The Last Stand, The Incredible Hulk, The Avengers, Ready Player mm. One. So he's a big player now in Hollywood. Left and Penn, fresh out of Wesleyan University in the early 90s. Like I said, they were inspired by The Simpsons. They wanted to like do this like film that took the piss lovingly out of the action genre, which they both loved. And it would be a parody that was called Extremely Violent left <laughs> pen would watch every action movie they could think of making a checklist of all the tropes. Like they realized that the, the second most evil bad guy was actually the one who would always die last. And, you know, mm-hmm. they were just coming up with all these roles like that. Like, you know, who's the second most evil bad guy. And is he lasting longer? And then there's like stuff like, you know, why is, you know, why is it personal? And at what point did mm-hmm. it become personal and who is his partner? And, like, who is this friend who's going to betray, betray him and all that sort of stuff? So they, Yeah,
1: know, yeah. And you know right away them. who, who <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah.
0: And the original idea would see the kid sent into a silly action movie starring his favorite actor and use his knowledge of the genre to subvert all the cliches. Their twist was the kid's dad had actually died of cancer. His way of like working through that grief was to watch these ultra-violent action movies of the day starring an Arnold Schwarzenegger type. And the original name was actually Arno Slater, uh, who could never die and thus never leave
1: him. Yeah. It's a Terminator.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And by the end of the script, the action hero convinces the kid movies are no substitute for dealing with your real emotions, encouraging him to return to the real world and join his mother to visit his father's grave. And then, in the final scene, God, the action hero <laughs> departs the fictional world as well, eager to see like what the real world and real life has to offer. So that was the idea. So yes, there is some stuff in some this of that film that survived. That I think maybe would have played off a little bit better, had we say had the kid's father die of cancer in the film. Yeah,
1: just any sort of family backstory, I think, would yeah, have helped. It's like he had like one scene with his mom before he's like in gets sucked into a movie, like, and yeah. they they try and do that semblance of an arc with him by the end, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't really hold. That much. What you could have even done it. if you don't want it to be that bar- dark, you could just be like, "Dad, not in the picture." This kid in a fucking Ludner who who just hangs out with this creepy projectionist all day, watching Jack Player <laughs> yeah. Three on repeat. He's yeah. got no friends. Yeah, and he gets to finally make a friend. Yeah, you know, yeah, Like And there's ways of playing that off, but they never really bothered to push it. This
0: is the '90s too, man. Like every fucking film from the '90s had a kid like this get fucking bullied at school. You know, so, yeah. like, where were the bullies at? You know, like, I want to see the bullies, dude. Like, there's so many good films, like, I could list off, and I could, like I could be here all day just talking about, like, bullies and fucking early 90s films. And, like, these, like, mm. weird-ass movies that, like, should never exist. But, uh, yeah, well, maybe, you know, it subverted the genre anyway. It subverted <laughs> the genre by him yeah. not
3: getting picked
0: on by bullies. But he did get, like, you know, nearly just
1: on pimp by pimps and prostitutes. Yeah. Like whatever this him.
0: fucking guy was, it broke into his house. Um, yeah. What the fuck was
1: that weird. about as well? Yeah.
0: That was a really quick trip to the police station as well. Cause he was looking at the clock and it was just before <laughs> 11. And then like, he was at the police station and stuff. And it was like, you know, 10 minutes to midnight. And he was just like, man, I got to fucking go see that new Slater. Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, man. This Wrap this it's up. We-
1: Yeah. It was such a weird <laughs> moment. And I, it feels like it. they only let like that feels like something that could easily be cut out but I feel like they yeah. only left it for some dialogue to make sense later yeah,
0: yeah that's yeah, the
1: yeah. lie he tells his mum when he comes back out but yeah that bit was weird there's a lot of scenes like that where you're like wait what's happening yeah this well, is what's happening now this, it just sort of jumps around I think mean, that's the sort of the
0: problem here it gets a little bit dirtier <laughs> after this so Obviously, like these two guys, they wrote this film. They thought like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's a fun. We like this film. We're done with it. Like we like what we have. It's, you know, let's start shopping it around, seeing if people are interested. And they like fell into the hands of this guy named Chris Moore at Inner Talent. He's an agent. I think he's now a producer and he's I can't remember what film, like maybe the American Pie films or something like that he, he went mm-hmm. on to produce. So, yeah, he, he's had a nice little career for himself and he managed to sell this film within a week to Columbia Pictures for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars with the provision that they can make up to five hundred thousand dollars if a certain someone was hired to play the lead role. So these guys are sitting here like, oh man, like, you know, we'd be lucky if we get someone like, you know, John claude Van Damme to star, but we, we <laughs> think, you know, this Arnold, Arnold Slater guy, we're going to get like a Dolph Lundgren type or something
3: like that, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. which
0: is cool. Like, you know, it's going to be like proper B or movie. Jesse Ventura type.
3: Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh Jesse Ventura could have been in this movie. I think he could have pulled it off more on him uh, later on. You know, yeah. more on him later, because he definitely had a big part in this film. Um, yeah,
0: so uh, Moore also tossed the script to Shane Black, who was obviously the huge at the time. He write a writer Lethal Weapon. He's a script doctored on um, Predator, obviously was in Predator as well. And he was, you know, doing a lot of shit. He was a big, big time writer. And uh, they were thinking like, you know, hey, he's the guy who uh, these this script extremely violent, you know, rift on heavily and it would be kind of funny if he actually like was working on it even though they were making fun of his like Lethal Weapon films and shit. So anyway, <laughs> uh, they convinced Black to possibly rewrite the film and pretty soon after the biggest action star on the planet that certain someone that I was hinting at earlier was interested. So of course Arnold Schwarzenegger as Jack Slater he was uh. Fresh off the success of Terminator 2: Judgment Day, and he wasn't in any hurry to make a commitment. But Phil, he was also considering a family film called, and because you know, this is a period of time where Arnold Schwarzenegger is like doing a little bit more family-friendly stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was a film called Sweet Tooth, in which he would play. Uh, fuck, I'm not lying. This sounds like I'm kidding. He would play the Tooth Fairy. And I was just like, did what? This, and I went and looked it up.
1: Did this My God,
0: I think it is what became 2010's Tooth Fairy with the Rock. Which we were like fucking talking about last week because... Or the last episode because Mrs. Doubtfire had Randy Mayhem Singer helped write the script for Mrs. Dalfire, and then like I was like the only other thing that Annie Mayhem Singer went up to do was she like went on to work on Tooth Fairy, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and then the next fucking week Tooth Fairy pops back into my fucking lap. Can't again. escape
1: the shitty rock movie. I think we're it gonna have t- to generation. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: gonna have to watch
3: Tooth Fairy.
1: Yeah, it just needed to wait to the next generation of like action stars. Yeah, For yeah, it to yeah. work, apparently, it's like yeah, this shit and it ain't happening. <laughs> Yeah, could you imagine Arnie doing that? I know I can imagine Hulk Hogan doing it. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. I can imagine Hogan doing it. Hulk Hogan
0: (laughs) has like no fucking like you know Taste. taste. He has no like (laughs) shame. I mean, look at him. Yeah, that nothing. Up. This fucking old bastard walking around pretending he's the coolest person in the world. Like, it's so funny how cool Hall and Nash are. Like, they are
1: so mm. cool. But then, like, this yeah.
2: fucking Fu Manchu bald man head, brother. In. like, yeah. just like playing the guitar. What are you doing? It
1: you fuck, your <laughs> fuck off, old man. Yeah, and Ani, I'd be. He was always better at it. At it, treated. Yeah, his filmography and more up until like his like first retirement was way more consistent than someone like a Stallone.
0: Yeah. And obviously um, fucking with Stallone a bit as well.
1: Yeah. Know, exactly. Which we but, talked you about know, he that does, Demolition Man episode. Yeah. But he does have shit like Junior. Yeah. That drops like yeah, the yeah. next year. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: I love Junior, dude, but I get it. Why?
1: <laughs> I,
0: get it. Nah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. So, Columbia was so desperate to get Arnie for the film that they like met him at his Santa Monica restaurant called Shotzi where he explained that he loved the concept saying, I love it.
3: I love the concept. How i to be be me in a movie. <laughs> the kid coming to a movie awakened certain fantasies I had as a kid in Austria, like sitting on a horse with John Wayne. <clears throat>
0: yeah, so he literally said,
3: <laughs> but he That'd
0: said the script wasn't Execute it professionally. So Arnie had concerns about the extreme violence of Extremely Violent. As,
1: but it's the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah but there's too much of it.
0: <laughs> also, I think the idea, which was funny, I was reading about Extremely Violent, the original version, was that like they were poking fun at these violent action films. And it was always mm. meant to be like, the way I think it actually came out, Is it's silly. It's really silly. It's like over the top, kind of Mm. silly stuff. And if you're watching that, like, you know, you should see that that's like meant to be fun. Like, this is meant to be funny. This is the shit that like people should be laughing about, like in an Arnie, you know, Arnie all nighter. Mm, It's just silly. It's really silly stuff. But like, I think Arnie was concerned because (laughs) maybe it was just he, he saw the name and he was concerned. But like, yeah, they were really concerned because he was trying to soften his image around this time, especially considering that like there was a lot of violence in action movies that were being under attack at the time with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger alone thought to have killed more than 275 people on screen. So it was like, <laughs> well, dude. <I> <laughs>
1: joked about that. if like in the last one we killed 190, <laughs> yeah. but this one we only called 48 people.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's a lot of good stuff in it. It's really funny. I, I think it was like, a weird time, like with this script as well, because I was reading that, like, you know, Left and Penn, the original writers, mm. were like worried because the company that ran the Rambo films were like wanting to squash the script once it got out because they like started a bidding war. It was a big deal when the script, you know, got out. Obviously, it grabbed the eyes of Arnold Schwarzenegger, who they never even thought like this was supposed to be sort of like a parody of Schwarzenegger, mm. and uh, like all these. Companies like the the Rambo Company were like trying to squash it because they thought like, "Oh, this is like you know attacking action films and talking shit about violence in action movies, so it's weird that Arnie would think that it was like you know maybe extremely violent, so like it's mm. i don't know, I don't think he really read it um <laughs> <laughs> so Arnold was given fifteen million dollars complete Holy veto power. Shit. Over every aspect of the production.
1: That's why he smoked a cigar constantly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the promise to like rewrite the script to make the character more three dimensional and kid friendly. Because I think the original idea was that he was supposed to be like a complete bonehead and not have any sort of you know dimension at all. Because the idea was like this kid goes to this world where this man is fucking bulletproof, which they sort of get across and then he comes to real world and you know, shit hurts and they get Mm. that across. But I think he was supposed to be even dumber, like in his world, like he's supposed to be a complete goof. And like when they rewrote it, it was sort of like, yeah, we're, we're going to turn it more into like, he comes off a little bit more like the way John McClane comes off or the way, you know, Mel Gibson comes off and, um, you know the uh, lethal weapon films. He has a little bit more character and emotion, and like you know, gripping moments and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know what I think is better, really. Like I, mm. I like what Arnie did in this film. I think he's great in this movie. But like, I can see where, it, and you'll we'll get into it. But like, it gets the it gets a little bit funny because at this point, this is where Shane Black officially comes along comes along for the ride and alongside him he brings his writing partner at the time, David Arnaud and Shane Black said of the script, it was a mess. What they had made was a jarring random collection of scenes. Black and Arno reworked the script to beef it up into a summer movie. Now it was called Last Action Hero with a lot of setups and payoffs and reversals and pretty much another one of those scripts that the original idea was supposed to be like a parody of anyway. But yeah. with some of their own little touches playing with the meta idea, like at one point there was an idea that uh, Shane Black said he had where Jack Slater was going to grab a scratch in the film and he was going to use it to stab a villain.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's cool. It's kind of like an awesome idea. Yeah, it's like a Looney Tune cartoon.
0: Yeah. But Black and Arno also decided to set the third act of the film in the real world. So I think originally it was all going to be like mostly set in – Slater's world like in the film like the kid was going to get sucked in and you know he's just there and I was like that's it but like they decided to bring him out and then Slater was going to learn about the real world and uh, learn about his fictional world and have to start playing around with the idea of like you know bringing other characters out of movies and stuff like that another thing that was in this early version that like they brought they come up with, with Shane Black and stuff was that Nick the projectionist was actually revealed to be the bad guy in the film and that what? he was actually the devil and he was trying to steal Danny's soul for sneaking into R-rated films and living for the violence and stuff so this extreme would
1: extreme violence <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so this would ultimately lead to Danny like having this weird showdown with him where he like doesn't have a gun And he reminisces about hanging out with his dad again. And it's the whole thing of like the father who died of cancer. And he's just like, when Mm -hmm. I was a kid, I used to play with my dad. And we used to play cowboys and Indians all the time. And I didn't need a gun. All I needed was just, and he points to him with his finger out like a gun and goes bang, bang, bang. And then like he actually shoots the devil and it like kills him using his imagination. It's like a weird idea. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I don't He finger
1: bangs the devil at the end. He finger bangs the devil.
0: Yeah. To death. Yeah.
1: All right. I don't know. They kind of give, they kind of give that arc to Arnie almost, not the devil banging, but the uh, whole like, yeah, he had a kid, you know, he gets (laughs) killed by the Ripper. And then so like Danny is like, almost like, you know, that's so throwaway, A though. replacement son figure. Yeah. I think it. I think it's pretty, pretty well done, actually. <laughs> it's not emotional at all, but, like, it's a semblance of a through line in that it's something you see at the sort of beginning. Yeah. Then they reveal it once you're there, and then he's, like, upset. He looks at the picture, and then they recreate that whole thing, which is great. But then when Danny gets thrown off the roof, he doesn't even react. <laughs> It's yeah. like, but for all you know, that kid's dead and you've just yeah. lost another kid. Yeah, and when he's he like, do it's a He just goes, the, yeah. oh, Demi.
3: I was <laughs> oh. like, dude, like, there's a kid
0: that got thrown over. You're not even going to check to see yeah. if he's okay.
1: Like, no, first, yeah. But yeah. There's also like a good idea in there as well that's frustrating that I wish wouldn't like played upon more, which would like, I like being in the movie world. I also really like when Arnie comes into the real world. Mm-hmm. And yet everything hurts and he had to figure out how to, you know, deal with the fact they would imaginary. But this idea, you know, they kind of have a little, for like five seconds, they have like a spout where he's just like, you know, you're just nothing basically here. It's like, you're just a guy here. You're not Jack Slater. And it really upset Arnie. And then at the end, he's like, you know, believe in me, trust me, I can catch you. I can do it. I can do it. Um, and he rips his shoulder out, which is a very funny line. Um, but, That idea I think is interesting of this guy trying to live up to this completely unrealistic idealized version of himself in a world with Rule. they because when they touch on it it's really good like the idea of benedict coming to the real world because this is a place where bad guys can win it's really good it's a great idea and it's fucking true and it's a really good idea you lived in a world where like yeah when he could shoot a guy in the street like walking
0: around that shit's brilliant he's just like you
1: know i've
0: just killed someone he's like, shut up down there. <laughs>
1: it's yeah. Like, like it's that's great. New York. It's so good. And also like a subplot I really wish was like leaned on as well, which is the idea of like, Arnie can't die mm. and he kind of wants to die. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. You know, it's just like, you know, I wanted yeah. to be a good cop and I just keep getting in these insane situations. And, but I always make it, yeah. you know, like I, I never die. Yeah. And it's just like, but then him coming to real, he could get hurt and stuff. And I just, I thought he could totally do a version where he died. That, yeah, yeah. sort of like Ground dying Hawk, for something Groundhog real, Day you know, style,
0: like trying to kill himself.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And like idea to know that no, are definitely. really interesting.
0: I think what could have been better was if we like maybe cut out. I mean, there's just a little bit of like dilly dallying, like
1: with the whole like mob plot, the like, mob plot. I don't, seriously. Who gives like, a shit? like it's a movie. I was reading
0: something one of the, and I don't think I have it in here, but like one of the things, cause obviously like, the original writers left and pin. They weren't really happy. Mm. What, you know, what became what into. of their script under black and Arno. And they did end up going to like a writer's guild of America arbitration to determine who actually got credit for the script and left mm. and pin got story by and black and Arno got screenplay credit because they changed it enough. But like the, thing that they were really upset about was like, yeah, they, there was a lot of elements and I'll get to some of them. But one thing I forgot about that I didn't write down in my notes was, uh, yeah, they were pissed off about the whole mob thing. And they were like, dude, this whole thing like just turns into like some weird James
1: Bond thing. Yeah, I was, it takes up so much time that, like, at well.
0: So much like Charles Dance has like James Bond villain vibes. I yeah, don't yeah. mind it
1: because he's great. A collection of glass knives yeah. with different patterns on them? He's yeah, he's
0: fucking bond. great. I love he Charles is. Dance in this film. And it's like something I always loved. Uh but yeah, the the whole mob thing and like it's fine if it just ended with him, like Charles Dance just killing the guy. That's it. That's all you needed. We didn't need this whole like what is it like fat Tony or whatever the fucking gas bullshit like the nerve
1: gas. The nerve gas. It's thing. always a bomb. Which
0: I like that scene,
1: right? Like I like <laughs> the great scene with the hook,
0: the yeah. in ending up in the La Brea tar pit and everything. That was like a visual that always stuck with me as a kid, like him yeah, being yeah, in yeah. the tar pit, but. It's sort of like one of these things where it's like that whole section's not really needed. If we went to the real world earlier Mm. and even if you let like the story breathe in the real, real world a little bit and you kept it the same length, you probably could have built up on some of this stuff and it wouldn't have felt like such throwaway shit. Like, you know, mm. um, because, yeah, when like fucking death shows up, it's like, what is going on? But I would have liked, you know, he's sitting there l- circling like ads, Charles movie. Dances, uh, Benedict, like ads in the paper for other movies. And I'm just like, dude, he's got like Dracula circled, like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Go to
1: that. I want it like I would have. Oh, my God. Hit plan at the end to make like essentially like a wrecking crew of movie villains. Yeah. to Take over the world. It's a great idea. I'm like, they should have done some of that. Him like going to get Hannibal and going to get Vader or like, yeah, Dracula. This like, is whoever. fucking a uh,
0: total Shane Black like monster squad. <laughs> you know, yeah, bullshit. exactly.
1: Yeah, it feels like something they would do now. Yeah, because it's like it's like Space Jam, right? Where yeah, you, yeah, you just yeah, Throw yeah, all yeah. the fucking IPs in there. Yeah, look things you recognize, and you could get away with it. Mm. But that could have been fun. In it movie. would have been really. It fun. would have been. It would have really been out there.
0: Well, one scene that managed to make it into the original script, like from the original script into the film that was pretty much untouched and it was written the way the original writer- writers wrote it, was the Hamlet scene, which is... <laughs> oh, that bit's great. 100% like one of the best scenes in the entire fucking movie. Amazing. Amazing. And that's
1: very Simpson, Yeah. Like him sort of daydreaming in class. Yeah. And this whole weird fantasy played now where it's Hamlet, but with Arnold. yeah not to be not to be <laughs> it's so great because it's uh, felt also like really badly yeah. done it's just like superimposed explosions on yeah. like a shakespeare production it's great
0: so good oh, anyway the uh team of left and pin they weren't happy but however columbia was apparently happy with everything but things started to take a turn according to shane black when uh Sadly to say, when John McTiernan was brought on to direct no. the film, so the idea that like Leff and Pym were saying, they were like, "Oh man, like we really think someone like uh you know Robert
1: Zemeckis or yeah, there's the a version of this that's more like." Roger Rabbit.
0: Yeah. 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 Especially with like, you know, the cartoon cat bullshit
2: and stuff
0: like that. (laughs) Like, but you know, it has that similar sort of vibe where it feels like it's sort of subverting those genres and stuff. And it was like, so they were like, you know, like someone like uh, Zemeckis or even John Landis or something was like their ideal director. Someone who wasn't from the action world, but like could bring a sense of humor to it, um, but could easily do an action film. Um, So that's where they were thinking and some of the other directors that were apparently considered but all passed on it were Richard Donner, Penny Marshall, Gary Marshall, Larry Kasdan, Joel Schumacher, and the Zucker Brothers. Apparently all of them were offered. But uh, that led to eventually John McTiernan coming in. So you have the writer of Lethal Weapon, the director of Die Hard. Both of which work together on Predator alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger as your lead. Dream team, right? What could possibly go wrong? Well, (laughs) Shane Black said that Columbia pretty much gave McTiernan freedom to do whatever he wanted to do, which was basically rewriting the whole script. So, again, Last Action Hero was basically the perfect example of a, you know, movie making by committee with everyone Mm. passing the buck along, trying to keep Arnie happy and keep him in the picture. This led to a number of rewrites with the idea being being like, hey, we passed it off to like a top notch writer and we gave him a million dollars to clean it up. So it's not my problem if it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's a total thing of like some high up guy trying to keep his job you know, and it's just like passing the bug. So Arnold Schwarzenegger actually worked with Columbia to convince William Goldman, fresh off of misery to do a rewrite of the script. And they did it over four weeks for a million dollars. And he changed this, you know, the whole satanic projectionist thing into a kindly old man, um, mm. promoted the secondary villain into the main villain And he made the boy a preteen instead of a full-on teenager. So the original idea was that he was supposed to be older. So Goldman's work was uncredited, and he was eventually rewritten by some other (laughs) uncredited script doctors. My God. As well, such as Larry Ferguson... And then they're like, well, you know, this needs a uh, woman's touch. So they threw it to Carrie Fisher, of course. I'm going to say Carrie Fisher. She Hopefully she
1: had a go at it. The
0: gold standard back then, if you were like, well, this should maybe have a woman's touch, you know, just throw it to Carrie Fisher in the 90s. She yeah. was like screen doctor. Yeah, now and it's
1: fucking Phoebe Waller-Bridge. They just give her everything. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Next week, is going to be Phoebe Bridgers, and it's just going to be like a lot of people crying and stuff. <laughs> uh, Pin and Left disliked various parts of the final film, including the idea of a magic golden ticket. So in their draft, the story actually didn't really explain how Danny got transported into the film world. So it just kind of happened. I don't it know. It just
1: happened. I guess I like something better than nothing. Yeah. But like, I feel like that's another bit of the movie I'll completely forget in a few years.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Be like, how did he get sucked in? I don't know. It doesn't this matter. Houdini ticket? I don't
0: fucking know. Yeah, what?
1: I love like, that.
0: Houdini what magic? Austin O'Brien just like... Like, this kid's like drop kicking shit like left and right you know like the scene where like he's like trying to go get the other half of the ticket he just like soars into the fucking shot
2: just <laughs> yeah. drop
0: kicks this fucking box of tickets it was like dude chill out <laughs> just like he like drop kicks like the you know, the ripper at one point as well it's just like all oh, sorts of shit
1: it's fucking that didn't move yeah. man
0: but yeah he was originally meant to be an older kid but when the numerous rewrites were done, they dropped his age down to preteen so that he would, you know, basically they were trying to pull that whole Home Alone influence. thing.
1: get a cute John tit. Connor. Yeah. But in the sequence towards the end
0: where Danny's hanging off the gargoyle, like where we were talking about how he gets thrown over and he's eventually saved by Slater. Apparently Austin O'Brien, he performed this stunt by being strapped in a harness and it's on a controlled set, but he was up kind of high. But the harness was too tight and he was like basically worried or afraid to tell anyone because he you know oh. just didn't want to bother anybody about it and he ended up passing out which caused oh, no. mass chaos and he recalled being consoled like you know he was like oh I like you know woke up and they were like cut my clothes off and stuff because it was just like you know get him out of this fucking harness and all sorts of shit and he he recalled being consoled by the under pressure McTiernan who said I don't care what's happening you tell me, and we'll fix it. You haven't done anything wrong, but we cannot afford to stop shooting. <laughs> so it's sort of like you haven't done anything wrong, but you've done something
1: wrong. But you've done something yeah. wrong. Uh, what the fuck?
0: Another original plan for Danny in the original script would have seen him go on a like gun crazy massacre in the movie world, venting his no, rage. Thank you. Uh, from nope, like, don't do that, basically, s- all the suffering he had in reality, reality. but I think that was like, well, his dad, we took off the whole thing, so dad whatever. Stuff. Like, yeah, but yeah, That'd can you weird. imagine if but, that
1: would that, yeah, maybe that be a way, like, that the a gun in the glove compartment. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah. there, He's and like, cool, just
0: starts <laughs> killing all these <laughs>
1: people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, maybe I should help.
0: Well, here we go, Charles Dance, Mr. Bennett,
1: Charlie Dance.
0: He's got his glass eye, but... Phil, and I just think I want to call. Snack
2: time! There's something about that look you gave to me. I know you could only mean one thing. It's snack time. In the morning. It's snack time. In the evening. It's snack time. It's snack time. snack time to say those words to me it's snack time it's snack time it's snack time i can't wait for you to say it's snack
0: time phil i'm pouring my coffee here get some extra coffee that's my snack it's just a. Uh just coffee
2: Mm.
0: no but i got something to go along with coffee Mm. so charles dance he's got like uh these glass eyes and stuff right so the one that's the most uh like stuck in my head from being a little kid i mean there's a couple of weird ones but the main one that sticks Mm. in my head from a little kid is obviously
1: the smiley face so have a nice day for me
2: <laughs> i've got uh, what did you get something
0: i've never i've never had before and i've seen them in the store and immediately when i was thinking of this film and i was like what snack am i gonna get this kind of popped on my head and i didn't really even know what they were called but mcvitties oh BN, yeah. whatever the fuck that is
1: happy faces because jam and cream jam biscuit. and
0: cream biscuits, um, I've
1: seen those. I've never tried that.
0: Yeah. It's obviously for little kids, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, they all have like smiley faces. And I was just like, dude, this is perfect.
1: Look at this. <laughs> look at that. That's so funny. Why didn't I have eyebrow? <laughs> <laughs> that
0: weird. Oh, man. This is great. Uh, all right. I've so, got high hope
1: for this, man. I've got really high hope. Jam and sure.
0: cream inside, plus his McFitties. Oh, look how creepy this side is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare.
1: Do you oh. want to come and watch a film, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> come play with us, Danny. <laughs> come play with us. Oh, Do you want to see the new John Slater before anybody else? <laughs> Dude, he's so creepy. When come he to the, the, the projection ticket. room at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear my special outfit.
2: <laughs>
1: come, you're gonna, Danny. You're gonna love it, Danny. You're gonna, gonna love it, Danny. You're gonna love it so sh- much. Danny, I'm gonna give you a
3: Something that my dad took me to go see. Who did? And he <laughs> gave me something, and I'm going to give it to you.
2: It's <laughs> like, Ooh, what did he give you? <laughs> Who did he give you?
3: It's called I'm going to show you my ticket, Danny. Soul, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
0: right, let's try this. Uh. You know what? How the cream doing? is kind we of weird,
1: but the jam,
2: the no, jam actually
0: and cream, it's okay. the cream is okay. It's actually okay. The jam is great because it tastes mm. like a jammy dodger. Mm. I love them. But then you nice. get like this sort of big biscuit cookie thing. That's a fucking McVities, dude, and they always have great biscuits.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. All around, really good. Good, solid snack. Highly recommend with like a cup of coffee
1: or a cup of tea, whatever your preference is. I would get. How many? (sighs) I have another one of those motherfuckers. Fuck it. How many eyes do you give? How many eyes? many eyes?
0: Probably about as many as you see in the film. I would give this. This is solid. A solid five out of five. This is what you want a from a snack, dude. I'm telling wow. you. Wow. You know, like this is the kind of thing you want from a snack. This guy, jam. Okay. It tastes got the little bit of cream, it's sugary, uh, good little biscuit. That's what you want, man. This is what you want, wow. and it's funny
1: looking. Perfect. Yeah. You got all three then.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Because right. like, let's see, how many eyes does he he show off? He's, He's got, got the smiley face. smiley face. He's got the bullseye, red eye. the red eye thing. Yeah. The other bullseye, eight like ball. the yellow one. Yeah. Got an eight ball. An eight ball. Yeah. And then he opens up the case and there's like 15 of them in there.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch and they're like hanging off. It's really weird. It a choice. <laughs> Again, it's something that would be in a movie like mm. Like it's this or like a fake hand. Although. Didn't we watch something with a fake hand? Oh, The Fugitive.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
0: When he takes the eye out, it's really weird because they're like. Why does he have the eye? Because like <laughs> you see Charles Dance's actual eye and it looks fine.
1: <laughs> it's all fucked up, man. And then like it just to uh, later, it gives him the bolt eye power.
0: Later, the kid, the kid, like, oh man, I completely forgot about this. There's that little kid named skeezy or something like that. There's like oh, the little what the fuck? freshman yeah, like, who's like supposed trying to go to
1: over. Kick the sorority. Yeah. Jail?
0: Which makes no sense because like, what's he a freshman of?
1: Yeah, and what is she doing in this movie? I forgot. I literally forgot she's about. She's in a her sorority. She's
0: obviously like in college. So why is there like a yeah. high school freshman coming to her house? I don't. It's like a hay
1: thing. I don't, I don't know.
0: fucking know. But anyway, like Skeezy says something like, "Oh, like no, he didn't have out. the eye. It fell out. And he's like, how would you know that? <sighs> yeah, how would you know that? And also like, because he said the man with no eye, but he has an eye. I saw it. He took his eye out, and his eye was normal."
1: Yeah. It, it was it just Charles Dance's normal. I what?
0: don't get it. I
1: don't know. Yeah, But
0: then it was a bomb, too. It's like, fuck off,
1: man. And a an <laughs> nerve gas? That was good, though. Yeah. <laughs> they did it twice as well because they did it when he finds his second cousin. Big That's what dick. I
0: mean. Like, just fucking skip five, ahead, four, dude. We've got enough.
1: Two, yeah, that it shit took was him way though. too long to figure out. This is a fucking countdown. That shit dude. was so funny. He gets to two and he's like, <gasps> bomb. <laughs> And even the kid's like, it's always the fucking bomb. And then immediately Arnie's like, oh, Novka.
0: Yeah, also like, like why? Why how do they time? Like, what if he never looked at the cards?
1: Exactly. <laughs> like, know? what if he never turned that thing? It's all very
3: precocious. Is just you know, someone very, like, sitting there like waiting for him. Like, <laughs> fucking do, the it. <laughs> do button, it. Just sitting in the corner. <laughs> Come on. Look at those cards. Look at the cards. <laughs>
1: Okay, five, four,
3: <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna get him. I'm it. gonna get him. It's like a ship prank show. You're waiting. Oh, you've God. like put a stick bomb somewhere in the yeah. store, and you're waiting for someone to walk past it.
0: Now the guy who got blown up into the tree, and he goes, "Cause you said it earlier." Two, day- two days away yeah. from retirement. Is he dead? <laughs> He's dead, bro. I'm two days away
1: from retirement. That's what retar- he said. That's what Danny said. He's like Jack's fine. Um, the two cups are dead. Yeah. And that's kind of that's what happened.
0: I mean, this film's funny, though. Like, regardless. It it's no, it's genuinely funny. funny.
1: <laughs> it's got some good lines. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. Arnie, like, getting annoyed and frustrated with this mm. kid, like, calling stuff about his life. Yeah. Like, giving him shit for his catchphrase. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. All
2: right, um, what'd you get? No,
1: it's genuinely funny. Um, I'm going to need a minute, but I thought I would set it up. Okay. But, you know. It's an obvious one. A movie, about movie, movies within movie. This kid, he's hanging out, watching Slate of Four Before Anyone, Midnight Release. Yep. And he's got his grubby, you know,
0: dirty hands.
1: Dirty hands. <laughs> What's and all with this? Big, big old, like, tub of dirty knuckles. He's been, a, and he's been in a fight, you gr- know, he's a street kid. The gr- you know, his, out. his
0: hands were like that before
1: he got in a fight he got like the Cheetah, you know, the hands, like Sean acted <laughs> hands, California <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> like Cheetah du- anyone. Does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. This kid doesn't um, but he's he- got a big old bucket of popcorn mm. and he used it to save him from the Acme Dynamite. Yeah. And so I got You can pop. Easy pop easy microwave pop. popcorn. There we go. it could take a couple minutes. But okay. check this shit out. Butter, butter, flavor. butter puffle. I'm, tr- I'm trying shit out. This ain't no salt. I mean, salt gang for life. Yeah. But like this isn't that this I want to be true. This is America, goddammit. it. Uh,
2: we're done with Donald the
1: with the, with the with the with the race wars. The UK versus <laughs> <but the> US. <laughs> We've this been doing. Work. This is America. America won. So up. Yeah.
0: All right. Until the Patreon yeah. thing, and then we're obviously gonna get all like British. If you want to find out about that, go to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. <laughs> we got a bono episode coming out soon.
1: I'm going to go try it. We'll take two to four minutes. You're going to hear it popping.
0: Two to four. I'll be right back. All right. Whatever.
1: That's what it says. <laughs> we'll see.
0: We'll put in that music for you.
1: Do, 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 do. <laughs> All
2: right,
1: he's back. I'm back. How do I open this? Uh,
0: so go diagonally. One. Like this? One. Yeah. One yeah, on each edge. Pull it. There you go.
1: All right. All right. Yeah. I see what happened.
0: I used to eat popcorn like that all the time growing up. Fuck me. Whoa.
1: That's not strong. I mean, yeah, it mostly popped.
0: Yeah. It's probably going to be okay. super buttery.
2: <laughs>
1: I can hear it. Why did I get a whole fucking thing of popcorn? I'm not going to eat it. Um, OK. <laughs>
0: His face, your face was just like, nah. <laughs>
1: God, it's always disappointing. Yeah, it's, man. Not,
0: it's not that real butter flavor.
1: I mean, it is buttery because, like, my fingers are all, like, greasy.
3: Greasy. I
1: don't know. It's kind of, kind of tasteless. This is the thing with fucking at home popcorn. And I've <laughs> gone on about this before. In a bag, microwave, it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. I do, I I have a spot for butter popcorn now. Mm-hmm. It's nice.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't mind the flavor, but it's like, it looks like one in four of these actually have butter on them, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Um, is it all right, though?
1: It's all right, I guess. Yeah. Popcorn. If I'm watching Lost Action here... Not, yeah.
0: not as good as, like... I'm going to have to fucking sit and like, eat Proper movie theater popcorn, though, right? No, never. Yeah. And, uh,
1: Even, like, bad cinema popcorn it's better.
0: Yeah. Microwave popcorn can be weird. I don't know.
1: I'm going to have a little...
0: What is that? Not to do
1: with the movie. Is this a
0: Dr. Pepper? A DP?
1: <laughs> a DP D, bro. A Dr. D-P-Z? Dr. Pepper z
0: <laughs> What?
1: <laughs> to wash it down.
0: My cat's looking at me like, what the fuck is your problem?
1: Alright, so for That's your amazing.
0: For your popcorn, not the DPZ. Um
2: mm.
0: how many like Ugh. axes are you are you fucking dodging <laughs>
1: Oh, that bit's so sick. Slow thick.
0: motion dodging. So you could
1: pick what up a he does like a Neo.
0: <laughs> Causing little kids to die,
1: bruh. Like a two? A two. <laughs> I, I, I dodged Twice, two
0: accidents. Yeah. It's kind of how many Arnie does in this film. it's, it's pretty. Exactly. Crazy.
1: I mean, they're very Moorish. I'll give you that. I'm going to keep <laughs> you. I have a bag of popcorn now and I can't let it go to waste.
0: Yeah. So you're going to be crunching all the time and I'm going to be editing out like all this crunching and
1: yeah enjoy great. it yeah, yeah
0: yeah um this is the point in the podcast where I just mute Phil's whole entire time <laughs> uh Charles dance he plays Mr. Benedict, who is Tony Vivaldi's right hand man. Tony Vivaldi is played by Anthony Quinn, old school actor. uh yes, yeah, so he becomes the main villain. Apparently Alan Rickman was the first choice for this uh character, obviously. Sort of natural
1: That would have been funny. Yeah, but, but a reference to Oh no there's not, sorry. that's a reference to Die Hard, but it's, it's not he's saying it's a guy you think he's dead but he comes back, but it's not Hans. Yeah. It's the the guy he like fights.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: He strangled. I forget his name. Well
0: that's the whole thing, <laughs> the whole like second most evil guy.
1: I never never thought about that until now, but you're totally right. That always happens because the second most evil guy is usually the one that's actually a personal beef with.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Like
1: Benedict, there's nothing personal there, but with the Ripper, there's something very personal. (laughs) So that makes it And same with Die Hard.
0: I think Alan Rickman was kind of wary, wary of being like typecast really. So he was demanding a lot more money than Columbia was willing to pay him. And ultimately the role went to Charles dance and reportedly he showed up to set on his first day with a t-shirt bearing the words. I'm cheaper than Alan Rickman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. He should have worn. He should have worn that in the movie.
0: Someone who uh, appeared in this film and I always fucking love Sam and shit is uh, Vivaldi's bodyguard play by pro wrestler in WWE Hall of Famer, Professor Toru Tanaka. Who ends up just, whatever, working for Mr. Benedict in the end. Whatever, who cares? Yeah, he just did
1: Driver until he died.
0: Yeah, so Toru Tanaka, Professor Toru Tanaka, he uh, he's in this film.
3: Yeah, so it was actually my idea for Toru Tanaka to be in this movie because I used to work with him. He was a colleague of mine. And uh, if you remember, I was in the film The Running Man, with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Toru Tanaka was actually in that movie as well and how do you think he get into that film cuz i was one of the big stars in the running man and Toru Tanaka was in because of me and because of me getting him into the running man then of course Arnie <laughs> decided to bring him into this movie and we all know mm. I would have been in this movie if it wasn't good for friend, my commitments yeah. over there you know for Demolition Man because I was doing that. Because mm, it took up the whole year Yeah, yeah it took yeah. up a lot of my time It was a
1: big role in Demolition Man It was a big role Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course Yeah It's weird that you weren't in locked Action Hero. I feel like you could have...
3: Well, you know, I could have actually been the Lax Action Hero. Some people say that I was. You know, some people say that I maybe even paved the way for Donald Trump's presidency for being the original, you know, populist politician who used to be a, you know, pro wrestler turned into a politician. Uh, You know, (laughs) because... A lot of people want to say it was Reagan, but you know, come on, what has Reagan ever done? He's just like r- riding on horseback in stupid movies in Hollywood, where I was actually, you know, <laughs> poofs to the ground, actual action hero on television. And I, uh, you know, Phil, I just want to say a lot of people think that maybe I ripped off a lot alongside. Uh, hulk hogan that hulk hogan maybe actually ripped off superstar billy graham but you know maybe i did maybe i didn't but uh, we can always say that superstar billy i think he graham, a bit. he was yeah. you know a I great wrestler that. and uh, i looked up to him so r.i.p superstar billy graham
1: billy graham okay legend okay um, that's enough mr ventura
0: i was a fitting tribute well, mr ventura uh yeah it, thank you billy Graham um, didn't pass away so
1: yeah um, i guess we'll have to talk about um the running jesus. man at some
0: yeah. point jesus christ jesse ventura mm.
1: it was cool seeing tour to <laughs> it was it was it, it was. was very cool yeah
0: yeah i like him uh he, he was in three ninjas one and i would thought that was, like, the greatest shit in the world when I was a little kid. Um, okay, so someone who freaked me out as a little kid was Tom Noonan as the Ripper. Because, like, Jesus Christ, he's so creepy.
1: It's really good. Because he's wearing, is he wearing, he's wearing, like, makeup and prosthetic, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not how Just that like, guy looks.
0: No, because they show him, he's actually, like, Tom oh, Noonan's yeah. in the film as himself. He's like, oh, you
1: play Ripper. Yeah,
0: because he's, like, at the premiere. So he doubles in this film. Um, so, yeah, it's ter- weird.
1: He looked terrifying, the stuff of every kid nightmare.
0: Yeah, which I do love that bit where that other guy, I can't remember his name, he's like, I swear he was in a film already from the 93 season, um, who's his agent, who he obviously ends up killing because he, like, takes, like, the, the Ripper, who's from the film, mm. uh, he's, like, on, on the oh, premiere, yeah, can, and he um... goes...
1: The dad from the Scary Movie. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So that guy, like, you know, he's in a stupid shit from when I was a little kid, like blank check and stuff. I love that dude. But he's just like, you know, what are you doing? You want to be typecast for the rest of your life? Come on, mm-hmm. you can't be out here on the premiere. Come on. Let me get. I don't your, remember like- <laughs> Jack
1: Nicholson dressing a joker for the Batman
0: premiere. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that shit's hilarious. But like, yeah, he's so creepy. Like, I love. I love, like, the whole thing of bringing him back and all that and just, like, you know.
1: I love but, movies that, like, kind of come full circle. Yeah. And I I really like sort of starting the movie with that sequence and ending with it and him just being, like, over it, which I really like. It's my favorite kind of, like, meta humor where he's yeah. like, God, I'm just bored. Can we just skip to the bit? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I really love yeah. that. Well, despite the film
0: being rewritten for like younger viewers, like I was saying, to like you know kind of soften the edges a little bit, take out a little bit of the violence for Arnie's new image, uh, this character wasn't in the original script. Uh, really? It, he, he's like, he throws Slater's kid off of a fucking roof that was not in the Straight original up. script. Zach Penn was appalled by the scene. He vehemently denied any responsibility for it. Uh, he recalls confrontations with disgruntled parents. They were just like, "Why'd you have a kid thrown off the roof in the opening sequence? It made my kid cry." Funny. And he's like, "I didn't write that." Like, <laughs> he's so creepy too. It's like he's scary and he's throwing kids off the roof. It's like, and this and who is, is that disgusting dude? Like, as well. It's just like, ah, yeah. What the fuck, man?
1: No. Terrifying. Uh
0: Robert Prosky plays the uh projectionist. Like I said, he was in uh Mrs. Doubtfire. It's just funny, like the two next creepy roles back to boat. Double duty in ninety
1: three. Does she um, have a friend for
0: my <laughs> golden ticket?
2: <laughs> my golden ticket. <laughs> yes. You know? I could rip it in two, we a could little, share. You know? of a couple we could of magic tricks so I could show you.
1: Dude, there's a moment, you know, where he's like when the kid comes back mm-hmm. and he tells him the ticket works. Yeah. What's his first instinct? Oh, I can finally bang all the movie stars I yeah, liked at the kid. Who's like, that. that didn't go yeah, to. He,
0: was, that, was that who? Oh, Marlon
1: Monroe. Like Monroe. Buster. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So gross. Fucking weirdo. And he's like, ah, oh. maybe I won't. You can keep it, kid.
0: Mercedes Rall plays uh, Irene Madigan, so Danny's mother. She's great. I love her. She doesn't have enough to She doesn't have enough she to do, have enough she's to do so this film, but she's really good with what she has. Um, the scene mm. where she's like, you know, making breakfast and stuff with arnie and just talking about yeah. like you know you didn't tell me that jack was a cop <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. motherfucker, you don't know this is arnold schwarzenegger like in this world arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> exists this is so yeah, weird this is, insane. This is not and like, he, like your head obviously on.
1: arnie yeah can he sat over the kitchen table and his arms are about to fucking <laughs> explode you know
3: they're huge you didn't tell me you ain't going to school danny you're having problems mm. yeah are well, going to the movies <laughs> Uh, Sorry, how the fuck do you uh, think you I got into in a here? wimp?
0: Like, what do you think's going on? Like, I came through a film. Uh, <laughs> Frank McRae plays
1: Lieutenant Decker. You already mentioned he's
0: great. Legend. Fucking,
1: he's great. Thing coming he's going to be, be
0: fucking hilarious.
1: That funny. He's perfect. The perfect, like... um stereotype would do yeah (laughs) Yeah. but what south park would do later as well you know like the mayor and my ass it's your badge blah 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 you know it's that kind of character yeah he's gonna show up in our next season and i'm very excited okay you might not remember but um, it was one of my picks okay
2: okay
1: bajeet wilson
0: Mm. yes as Whitney Slater is also Meredith Caprice because she plays, she's like the actress who's playing Whitney Slater. Why not just make her Brigitte Wilson, whatever? That's I what know. I'm going to
1: say. Yeah, yeah. Why she wasn't a big enough star yet,
0: I guess. But then, like, the next year or the year after, she'd be in Billy Madison. And then it's like, here we go. Amen. And then, you know, she marries Pete Sampras and, like, she kind of stopped being in stuff, but she's like, married to one of the greatest tennis players of all time and they have a very happy life and family so cool yeah. whatever man that's what happened that's that's great make your money get out like but this is after yeah.
1: mortal Kombat. yeah and that didn't make her the biggest no no in the world. mortal Kombat oh, was 95
0: dude one. so she did this oh then she did uh billy madison and then mortal Kombat. so it was like just
1: bangers
0: three bangers and then she just got the fuck out she peaced out
2: that Veronica Vaughn
1: <laughs> <laughs> In no, one don't. piece of <laughs> uh
0: F. Murray Mayor Abraham plays John Practice, uh, Jack's friend in the CIA who reveals to be a traitor. But like, I love the Amadeus references all the way through this, and the kid's just like, Oh, he's the oh. bad guy in Amadeus, like you know, he kills Mozart, and he's just like Fuck. the guy who killed Mozart, yeah, it's yeah. great, great, like. Yeah, just weird, great meta jokes. And then we get into all the cameos. Holy shit. There's a lot of people oh, that go, just yeah. pop up in this film. So first, walk by. you get Tina Turner, who appears like at the <laughs> right climax the of Jack Slater 3 when he's in the theater at the beginning of the film watching it. Um, so she's like the mayor of Los Angeles. And then when they go to the LAPD like police station in Jack's world, when they first sort of show up there... Yeah. Uh, well, the kids That's- there. Uh, Sharon Stone standing outside smoking a cigarette, playing her character Catherine Trammell from Basic Instinct, and then you get uh Robert Patrick as the T1000 nice, from Terminator. Good. Have you seen two, this boy? Who, you know? So yeah, you get both of them. Uh, we get a funny joke where we're sort of like back on the whole like Sylvester Stallone versus uh, Arnold War. Their little like
1: I love this joke, friendly man. rivalry. About
0: it. Yeah, so Arnold Schwarzenegger obviously was in Terminator 2, but they have a poster when they go into this blockbuster, which is great seeing a blockbuster as well. Although I think they called it Acme Video, but you can still see like blockbuster signs in the background. <laughs> fucking great, fucking great, like.
1: Like the Taco Bell fucking thing all cares. over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Didn't even bother. Didn't even bother. Who gives a shit?
0: But yeah, you know it's a blockbuster, and he goes in, and there's like a fucking standout of like Sylvester Stallone as the Terminator. I
1: want that <laughs> yeah. in my house. You yeah, know, like we should so get that for cool. the cinema. Yeah, and Arnie's like, oh, it's you know, he's
3: great. Like his best, best movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's I'm like, like that no, that's like, your best you're, movie. you a movie
0: star. He's like, yeah.
3: I'm uh, in yeah. a romance. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: We have a
3: good team together.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and then at the premiere for the new Jack Slater film, you get Maria Shiver, so Arnie's wife or ex
1: wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's right. I yeah, <laughs> forgot about the maid.
0: Uh, yeah. You get Jesus Christ. Little Richard, Damon oh, yeah. Waynes, Chevy nice. Chase.
1: Yeah, hanging out with Chevy Chase, weirdly.
0: Melvin Van Peebles. MC Hammer, John Claw Van
1: Damme. Soundtrack, soundtrack for John Player Five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: dude. <laughs> Fucking great. And then, of course, we've brought it up a couple of times. Death appears from Ingmar Berman's The Seventh Sill. He uh comes out of the screen. Cause yeah. like I can't even remember it how it that just, happened. It
1: doesn't dude, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. I appreciate the reference. I love Devin. Yeah. It's a great movie. And the person playing Death, yeah, Great. Ian McKellen comes out of the Ian screen. Ian McKellen, it's awesome. Fucking Magneto. But what happened is just a ticket dropped from the roof, yeah. and just landed oh, on yeah, the floor right. in yeah. front of the theater yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Thiel yeah. is playing.
0: He said it has a mind of its own.
1: So, yeah, but not How did that work? If you have to be holding, fill it has a mind ticket of its own. <laughs> to.
0: No, but if <laughs> thats you, the writer's. Out, the ticket makes it no sense. Like, it,
1: all right, fine. No, I'm with you. It makes no sense. Fuck this. But the thing is,
0: the death thing. So, this is something that was in one of the early scripts where the kid. It feels like a holdover. Father dies in the film. And they left it in the script, obviously, you know, playing with the whole ticket thing, which I think is cool. And I already said I wish they would have done more of.
1: More movie characters. Yeah.
0: So, the line that the kid utters is something like, I'm sick of you deciding who gets to stay and who gets to go. I'm deciding who gets to stay. He stays. He stays. And uh, that makes no sense in this film. But in the original version, if you would have had Danny talking about his father and his father dies and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I'm sick of you getting to say who stays and who goes. He gets to stay. Makes perfect sense. If totally his father dies, but, this film, he has no father, and it makes no fucking sense.
1: But it's a great moment though with death, yeah, and but it's a good moment with death. Just like I was just curious, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, on, yeah. He's not on any of my list, yeah, and he just fucked off.
0: I was like, that. It's you, yeah. Danny. Yeah.
1: I'd be looking for the ticket if I was you, Danny. <laughs> yeah. There's the other half of it. How do you know? How do you fucking
0: know? How does Oh that, there's another magical heart? He's a magical I love when he He's a fucking dude, like he, fake thing from a fucking movie. He's also fake. How in the the concept of like death being a person that goes around like, you know, as a person like the Grim Reaper is fake. So how like could he even possibly know what is going on anyway? How is he not completely perplexed?
1: No could could Ingmar Bergman actually shot with death? the grim reaper now he okay so i was wrong grew. the whole time you're completely right yeah whoa death <laughs> comes ripping uh, sorry <laughs> dude press. that's a bit as well when he when he comes in and he drop kicks the box full of tickets yeah and he's like they're all gold and he's like yeah oh dude, yeah but one clearly different <laughs> it's massive for one and it doesn't look like any of the other tickets you act like oh god it's like a needle in a haystack it's right fucking there i love how
0: nick gives him the ticket back and he's just like i think the magic was yours all along it's just like there's what? two parts to the tickets though like you got both parts." It's like
1: just, and then he touches his chest yeah and his finger glows it's like what do you it feels like what do you want Space. Plus, so also, like space the jam. magic
0: never really actually worked in Danny's favor. It was like the only person that really seemed like they had any control over this ticket was, was
1: Benedict. John. Yeah, yeah so. he nailed it. I don't pretty know. he's smart. Anyway. No, that it it's, it's Space Jam. Yeah. the <laughs> It's the, magi- it's the yeah. magic water in Space Jam. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a and placebo. even when they're
1: told yeah. that it's not real, they still want yeah, it. Yeah, yeah
0: uh rounding out of the funny. cast we had Danny devito's whiskers the cartoon cat which
1: we already mentioned great that's one of awesome. my favorite bits awesome. like not only that he showed up because i forgot he actually showed up but they're talking about him before and yeah. the kid's like this is a movie a cartoon cat just walked in and arnie's like yeah and he'll come in tomorrow as well <laughs>
3: yeah he's one of
1: the
0: best like he worked on here of yeah. one of my best agents Someone else pulling double duty this year because we, we already talked about Robert Prosky very recently. Dame Joan Plowright appears <laughs> in this film as Danny's English teacher during the Macbeth scene. So, yeah. funk, yes, dude. Why is she in two films? Like, she hadn't been in anything for
2: years. And then,
0: and then two yeah. very bad movies back to back <laughs> in 92, 1993. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of bad, everything starts to go bad from here. Okay, so from the time the film was greenlit in August of 1992, Columbia only gave the production 10 months to get it made with a planned release of June 1993. As Last Action Hero began filming, Columbia's chairman, Mark Canton, paid the film's credited producer, Steve Roth, $1 million to stay away. And let the studio mark- <laughs> micromanage from afar. So, this setup duplicated Canton's approach to making... Oh God damn it. I wish this was a lie. But making Bonfire the Vanities, which also bombed. <laughs> no. No. Dude, too many, like, too many things. <laughs> I when don't, he was also I don't believe Brothers. you.
1: I still don't believe you.
0: And... It sounds like a fucking lie because, like, we just keep bringing this shit up. It's just, like, stuff that keeps happening, man. Oh, you got it right there.
1: there. How far? How far? Oh, you're quite...
0: No, I am, like, literally, like... That's, like, the first page, Are you even trying? I mean, come on. Completely crazy. These things roaring through his head. Absolutely paranoid. Nobody's going to, like, bake into anything. Nobody's going to march downtown. He knows that, but he he feels so alone abandoned misunderstood me you wait <laughs> you <laughs> you wait all uh you don't have me any longer see how you like it then and then you stand here alone at this lecture and with the goddamn bestest asbestos ceiling coming down on your head boo yeah Yag! yo Goldberg! Like, it's so hard to read. Dude. What? This is fucking gibberish. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I don't know. I, I bet it'd make it. a
1: good movie, though. <laughs>
0: I bet it's a great movie.
1: Yeah. I don't know it, why it, it, it got the right With the right cast.
0: If it had the right director, I mean, like, I don't know. The right cast, the right director. <laughs> no, do no. well, Anyway, it bombed. And so would Last Action Hero. Partially because That's even bullshit. though Columbia had long since, you know, sticked a claim to the movie's june the 18th 1993 release date universal eventually came along and announced a little movie named no jurassic park
1: that would come Why would out you release on it? Why would june you the 11th time it with that oh man i would have moved it
0: so as astonishing as it may seem looking back but uh columbia's top brass didn't consider jurassic park to be that great of a threat as spielberg's previous two films always which is a banger and then hook obviously a banger, banger but they yeah. hadn't performed Legendary. so well financially so years later
1: oh, dinosaurs
0: <laughs> this is like seriously there's so like, even the kid your film was in a dinosaur movie they were hot um but years later mctiernan Expressed regret about both the production schedule and the release date, admitting in hindsight we were arrogant. Apparently, <laughs> they finished shooting like three weeks before the film was due to be released. Maternan explained, uh, "There are enormous sequences in the film that are literally how they came out of my camera. We cut the heads and the tails off, and that's the sequence. It wasn't edited at all."
1: This no, it fucking <laughs> feels like it. This
0: probably further explains the uneven pace of the film. Not to mention the excess of 131-minute running time. Uh, McTiernan would call Last Action Hero the worst time he's ever had in this business.
1: (laughs) Fucking slap, though.
0: It gets kind of worse, (laughs) though, because Last Action Hero was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time. Oh, of
1: course. It it did just become the movie. It was parodying, ironically.
0: As such, these studios and the filmmakers were, you know, thinking big on all levels. This included the film's publicity campaign for which some very big ideas indeed were cooked up. So in one of the most extravagant marketing moves ever, Columbia Pictures spent $500,000 to have Last Action Hero slogans plastered all over a NASA space shuttle.
1: Oh, <laughs> and the shuttle oh. was
0: scheduled to be launched in May of 1993, a month before Last Action Hero
1: opened. However, How would that help your movie? Tell me. <laughs> however,
0: extenuating circumstances saw the launch delayed by several months. And by that time, Last Action Hero had long since opened to a lower box office take <laughs> than even expected. So... Also, before the film was released, the studio had this big inflatable Arnie as Jack Slater wrecked it in Times Square. so That's real? That thing is real? Yeah. In the movie? Yeah, I think that was like...
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, they were like, we can use it in this premiere thing. And then we also we just leave it up as like marketing and stuff.
1: (laughs) And then it will be at the actual premiere. Again, it's one-upping Stallone with the Rocky statue. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like, fuck you. Check this out.
0: So I don't know if you know who, like, the original image, like, one of those, like, posters from uh, Last Action Hero. Arnie has a a shotgun in one hand, and then he's got, like, a bundle of dynamite in another hand. Like, that's one of the actual, like, you know, promo pictures for this film, Uh, which is what they replicated with this big inflatable Arnie. And it was erected, like, days after the 1993 world trade center truck bomb attack oh, like geez. which killed like six people so the original world trade center attack and obviously like the sight of arnie clutching onto ex- an explosive device <clears throat> was seen as a bit insensitive in such you know a horrific attack and event so they quickly swapped it out for a police badge but like, not long <laughs> after, that inflatable was just removed from Times Square altogether, and they just like put it on some barge off the harbor. So,
1: <laughs> just lit it on fire. <laughs> uh,
0: and before it was released, the film was capsized by a wave of negative publicity after a rough cut was shown to a preview audience in May. Sony then destroyed the test cards, and the word of mouth proved to be catastrophic for the film. So when Last Action Hero was released, And they kept it at June the 18th, 1993, one week after Jurassic Park, which we all know is the king of the box office, not just for 1993, but if we go back to that Jurassic Park episode, that film broke E.T.'s all-time box office record, which it held until 1997 with the release of Titanic. So it was, of course, you know, it was a film that was about to get swallowed by a whole goddamn dinosaur, this movie, last action (laughs) Sony was even more humiliated the weekend after the film opened when the movie lost 47% of its opening weekend audience and they had TriStar's Sleepless in Seattle, open number two at the box office. So, Sleepless in Seattle, I think... Like I can't remember what film it was. Was it Dennis the Menace? It was something else that came out around hmm. the same time. And we were like, there's so many weird movies that were out at the same time. And Sleepless in Seattle just like was that weird sleeper hit that just like destroyed a lot of films' chances of even sniffing at number two because Jurassic Park was like the big heavy hitter. Uh, the film would go on to earn a 137.3 million dollars on an 85 million dollar budget. The final declared financial loss for the film was. million. So, yeah.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah. And about the film's failure and critical response, John McTiernan said, initially, it was a wonderful Cinderella story with a nine-year-old boy. We had a pretty good script by Bill Goldman, Charming, and this ludicrous hype machine got a hold of it and it got buried under bullshit. It was so overwhelmed with baggage. And then it was... Uh, whipped out unedited practically assembled right out of the camera it was in the theater five or six weeks after I was finished shooting it was kamikaze stupid no good reason for it and then to open the week after Jurassic park god <laughs> to get the death of bad judgment involved in that you need a snorkel <laughs>
1: uh, that's good that thumbed out pretty well yeah a lot of baggage a lot of shit holding it back
0: Schwarzenegger blamed the film's performance on bad press and the election of the democratic president Bill Clinton which he said influenced the audiences to see the uh, eight, 1980s action film stars as lowbrow. because I think he was one of the people who was really like you know commenting on how violent mm-hmm. films had gotten at the time
2: so
1: one time when Arnie Involved or like, like, uh, he died any sort political stuff at this point? Was he in politics? Because there's a joke about it that I thought was funny, but I didn't know if that was a comment or just like a funny coincidence where he's like, you know, oh, the things worked in the movie, a politician, uh-huh. uh huh, politician, it's like, yeah, you said that already. He's yeah. like politicians, they're twice as the bad, and he <laughs> smiled at him, and it's like, that's a good joke, but it's like, it, what what he like... Because it did years before he Yeah, this would be like... Be governor and shit. Yeah, because sure would, would, would he wouldn't Hollywood really get into that until like, I think late like 90s? the late
0: 90s or early 2000s. So I don't mm. know. I mean, he obviously... had Foreshadowing. Think always, he'd all, always been a bit like, you know, political minded, I think, and was always a conservative. But it was really funny though because he was married to like... Maria Shriver who is like a Kennedy and they are <laughs> liberals like you know they are the yeah,
2: yeah.
0: and the Kennedys are funny in general anyway because they're like the closest thing to like what felt like you know a royal family for a long time you know because they were like just a big fucking deal it's weird because now I see it feels like someone like Obama has come in and like the Obamas are like this like you know like Oh, the well, But like the Kennedys used to be that way, and that was a big deal. Him married to Maria Shriver because she was like, you know, I don't know, a fucking beast or some shit. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Like he's always kind of been a part of this weird political thing. And For sure, yeah. I think you know had his you know foot in it a little bit. Um, but you know
3: jesse ventura beat him to the punch because i actually uh, became the governor of minnesota i don't know if you remember that i wasn't a politician i was you know statesman um but you know <laughs> i was there before arnold he actually ripped me off a lot of people don't know oh. that but, uh, arnold schwarzenegger he actually called me up and was like hey, oh really hey jesse um, how would you think I would do if I was actually, you know, the governor of California. And I was just like, ah, Arnold, that's crazy. But, you know, if I could be the governor of Minnesota, I reckon you could be the governor of California. You know, stranger things that happened. You saw that Ronald Reagan, right? You know, and. Yeah. Yo, know, Donald Trump, he like he's he was running for president on these little joke bills and stuff at times, you know. So I, yeah. I was just like, if he could, could say, say it, you paved. F- Hulk Hogan that jabroni, <laughs> he ran yeah, for president jabroni. a couple wow. of times. The fucking action yeah. star want to
1: be. Well, you could say you know, you know maybe Jesse Ventura paved the way for someone like Donald Trump.
3: You you could say that. Would you say that? I mean, you know, I was. A, the original populist politician, moment. but not a politician. He couldn't lace my boots. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I got my WWE Hall of Fame, you know, the legit way. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger by taking bumps. I took bumps, you know, for years, and uh, I took Did a couple of L's it? from that Hulk Hogan, made DuBroning. him like a million bucks. And mm-hmm. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Donald Trump—I mean, these guys—they have aren't you know—they have these <coughs> WWE Hall of Fame plaques and rings and stuff. But they didn't earn it. They didn't. I mean, Trump did, at least you know. took a Stone Cold Stunner, but what did Arnie ever do? He just showed up in a fucking commercial. <coughs> he appeared at a WrestleMania
1: true or oh, is that given a lot of is he wrestlers. taking a bump he's given a lot of wrestling jobs over the years how about that gave you a few jobs mr. Ventura yeah I'd like to give him a job
3: Ah!
0: all right Jesus Christ settle down
1: we knew um, we knew he'd He'd. well really go for it this week
0: now that we've gotten to you know we've gotten to the end of this and we're into this little mini arc fire in the projection booth as you reminded me is the name of it you know where we're talking about cinema films within film um we're gonna finally move past this 1993 arc where next week i'm
1: ready we'll be
0: taking a look at a film about a low-budget filmmaker capitalizing on the fears of nuclear war During the Cuban Missile Crisis, talking about fucking Kennedy again, with the release of his new B-movie in, are you fucking kidding me, 1993's matinee? (laughs) What
1: the fuck, Uh, dude? uh, I thought we planned this shit out. (laughs) This is fuck.